Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at CheyenneVineyard.com. You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. I just have a few announcements today. Uh, I forgot to put in the email that we are having uh, a worship and pray in the new year time. So January 31st, we'll be here um, probably from 8 till a little after midnight. Isn't that what I said? Oh, December 31st, yeah. Thank you, Barbara. And uh, Barbara finished uh, a new directory, and they're yellow, so make sure you get one of those before you leave. Well, Kim is going to share this morning. Thank you. Good morning, church. It's good to be here. Wasn't that message last week from Tony and Gwinnett just awesome? I so we all committed that we were going to love and there's nothing you can do about it. Hey, did that get challenged this week? Mm. Who took notice, huh? Yeah, I think there was there's a lot of people that walk through some tough things. Um, you know, it it is. I mean, it's easy to to get offended. Um you know, and, and what what usually comes before offense in, could be something in us that maybe has a little bit of rejection in it. Um, you know, uh, so sometimes you're dealing with rejection in somebody else. Sometimes you're dealing with an offense that happened maybe, you know, with um, another church, another pastor. Uh, you know, it's when you decide to love people no matter what, um, you you have got to really just turn your heart to God and say, "Okay, what was that?" You know, and help me under help me see them like you see them, Father. I mean, it's the only way. You know, we don't understand. Um, we need God's understanding. We need His revelation into people's lives and. I I was just so blessed by what they had to say and and the um, proclamations that they took us through and the declarations and just that reconnecting with one another. I mean, because we live in an age where it's just so easy to disconnect. I mean, we just disconnect from each other really quick. We change jobs. We change relationships. Um, you know, and it's just the way the world is. And, you know, our minds, um, you know, unless the, we allow the Father and the Holy Spirit to just renew them, they just go on a, on a trail that takes us away from people. I'll just share with you, a, you know, just a little bit about me. I, um, because I, th I think that's important. Um, I struggle with feeling like I belong. And, um, it, you know, it's a childhood thing. I mean, I've gone through, you know, inner healing for it. Um, I, 
hopefully most of the time recognize when it raises its head and tries to whatever attach. Well, just a couple months ago, I was kind of thinking, you know, I just felt left out. Um, and see, I felt. There's the key. And I, you know, I just was kind of like leaving church early and not really visiting. And I don't know. I don't know where that thing came. And then all of a sudden, I just, you know, I, I recognized it. And I, so I shared with Phyllis, because she's my go-to person. And immediately, she says, well, is there something I did? And I said, no. <laughs> no. I know what this thing is, and I just need you to pray over me. I need to put it in its place, and because um, I'm not going to allow it to have a place here. And so I had to make a choice. And so that's, you know, really what I kind of want to share with you is we, we have to make a choice to stay connected to one another. Um, we have to choose to forgive instantly. And a lot of times we don't even think there's a reason why we need to forgive. I mean, we've, we've got this whole thing down where we just kind of justify ourselves and, you know, put our head up and keep moving. And that doesn't make family, you know, and that's why the father puts us in a family. Um, it's because that's when he can deal with us with relationship. That's when we change. It's not when we're out there lone wolfing it. You know, um, it's not. I mean, that's exactly where the enemy wants you. Uh, he wants you with your walls up. And... Um, it, it's just, it's just his game. And um, in order for us to be real and to be authentic, we've got to give God permission to um, put a yes on our heart. And um, I have more about that that I'm excited to share. But to put that yes on our heart that says, God, just I just want to be that lover that you want to be. I want to just hug on people. I want to connect to them. I want to make sure that they know they're loved. And so sometimes that's the hard part, is making sure people know that they're loved. So um, we're, you know, as a church, as a people, so we're at war with a couple of things. And one is a religious spirit. And um, a religious spirit will easily uh, get offended if there's something that just, well, like Tony shared, you know, that pastor that got in trouble because he put the worship music up on the screen? You know, what was that thing? Mm, religious spirit. Yeah, and so some of us might have a little bit of that. Or something happens at church or something is said that we don't agree with or something changes on how we are doing something. And instantly we're like, hmm, well, I don't like that. You know, um, and so then instead of recognizing what it is, then it kind of builds up and it gets a little steam. And then maybe we go talk to somebody about that. And then that person is like, you know, whatever. Um, and then like Tony said, don't listen to the accusation. You know, stop it. And then maybe say, you know what? I'm, 
I want to pray with you and I want to love on you right now. So let's sit down and talk. So don't like let that walk away from you. Grab a hold of them and say, let's deal with this right now. Let's confront, you know, what you're feeling and let, let, me, let me just love on you. So, I, you know, I challenge you. Who's your go-to person here? Who's your go-to? You know, can't, we can't all go to pastor or Joy or me or we've got, ha we've got to connect with one another. And I, I try to make it different people every time. You know, um, it's just I kind of challenge myself and I say, well, I haven't hugged on that one for a while. Or, you know, I ask the Holy Spirit to show me needs and to, to take me where he wants to go. Um, so, so realize that one of the things we're going to battle here is a religious spirit. And we want that thing gone out of us. We don't want anything here in us that opposes the power of the Holy Spirit in this place and what God wants to do right now in this age because he's getting ready to do a new thing. And it's going to rock some people's world if they're holding on to that religious spirit. Um, and we don't want to lose them. You know, so we got to challenge and we got to confront that thing in them and in ourselves too, in ourselves too. So one of my favorite verses, I have a zillion, but this um, is search me out, God. You know my ways. If there's anything that is unclean, that is not pleasing to you, I want you to expose it right now, lay it out, and then lead me in your way everlasting. And you got to take time to do that all the time. It's not one that you just bandage, you slap on, and then you move on. Mm -mm. Because we're, you know, he peels us kind of by layers, if you haven't noticed. And um, that's just the way he works. Because if he exposed everything in us all at once, ugh, we probably couldn't handle it. You know, I mean, we struggle with receiving his love. We, how can you imagine how we struggle with loving ourselves and allowing that love to change us? So God knows, and that's why he keeps pulling us in. And I ask him, I say, God, pull me in. Don't let me not. Pull me in. And I know he answers prayer. I know he answers heart prayer. Amen. I know he does. You know, I have a family member that gets upset at me because all I, they'll text back and say, all you do is just preach at me, or you give me, you just pray for me, or you give me a scripture. And I'm like, that's all I know. I know that's the answer. You might not want to hear it, but I know it's the answer. So I just keep doing it. I'm, I, I ask God, okay, am I being obnoxious? I mean, because I want it to be sweet and from you. But I also am not going to stop because I know it's the answer. So it, don't stop loving people. Don't stop confronting ones that have religious spirits. Don't stop confronting anybody that's got offended. Don't let it go. If you hear it, say, ooh, I know what that is. You know, and then, and then pray and say, Father, let's go love on that person and let's get that thing out of here. So, you know, I ask God all the time for a fresh revelation 
of my heart. So I just expose it. I ask him, go in there. And then I ask him, show me yours. Show me more of yours. I need to, I need to see other people like you see them. You know, not like what I think or what the best psychology book just said. You know, I, that's the last thing I want. I mean, and those are awesome tools, and sometimes it helps us to, to get an understanding, and it helps unlock some things in relationships. Um, but really, God is the only one, <laughs> you know, and he, he'll do it. If you give him permission, he will do it. Um, you know, the Father, he's looking for people who are humble and they're contrite. And contrite means... Um, that you, that you are sad about the condition of other people around you, that you're, you're kind of sad about that God hasn't had his way. That's a contrite heart. Um, you're sad that maybe there's not more people here this morning or um, family and friends that you know are still living in sin and they're trapped and you see the ravages that the enemy, I mean, the enemy's just got a target on them, and he has taken them out left and right. And so that, to me, that's like a contrite heart. I mean, it's, it's that God heart that wants all his children in his house, you know. And so then he's looking for people who tremble at his word, you know, that, that have a fear, a healthy fear of God. And fear is that awe. You know, it's when we sing about the baby Jesus now and we think, oh, my gosh, he was helpless. I mean, the God of the universe became so totally helpless. You know, and I mean, we can't even, can't even imagine what that is. I mean, really, if, if we just would take a moment and just think, the angels must have been just frantic, <laughs> you know, he is in a manger. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, anyway. But that's who God's looking for, to, to form his house that he's building right now. And that's the kind of house that we want to be. And it's putting on that humility that's God's humility, his humble heart. And it's, how do you do that? Well, you just sit there and you ask. You ask for that humility. And then when he reveals something that's not so humble, then you say, okay, crucify that. Kill it. I don't want to ever see that again. You know, that's, that's the crucified life. That's letting God have his way. That's surrender. It's, it's not just a song that you sing on Sunday and then you go out and you badmouth your next-door neighbor, whatever. It, it's, it's a surrender that you do every moment. It's moment by moment. So a verse that has really kind of gripped my heart lately um, is 2 Timothy 1.9. And it has a whole lot in that passage. But this, you got to kind of pluck this out. And it, um, I think we have a tendency, I know we have a tendency to not recognize, not understand, not conceive how big God's grace is. It says, he has saved us and called us to a holy life. So that calling 
is our sacred destiny. So not only was there enough grace to save us, there's enough grace to get us to our destiny, to fulfill that purpose. So you didn't miss it. You can cooperate with it, and it is a little easier. Um, you can choose not to cooperate because God's not going to force that on you. But you know what? He already knew that you were going to do that. And before he created the world, before the foundations of the ages, he set that grace aside just for you. Let that grab you. It's never too late. It's just not too late. Anyway, I want to finish reading that verse. Not because of anything we have done. So just because we didn't cooperate and we missed opportunities. But it's because of his own purpose and grace. It's all him. This grace was given us given to us, I think that might have to say. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. And it's sacred. It's sacred to God. He set it aside. He set you aside for this grace. So, it's a sacred calling and it's a destiny and it's God's purpose in our life and in this church's life. So choose to keep your love on for one another. So that's a book by Danny Silk that I ran into, and I don't. Even, it's probably one of yours, and because I don't know where I got it. And if you need it back, just let me know because I don't know. Is it your book? <laughs> um, and you know, it had been just gripping me for months and months. There were just some things in it that I that helped with relationships and it's things that maybe we could do better as a people and as a church and it was it kept saying you got to choose to stay connected and that is even in marriage that's even with your own kids but i mean i mean to me it was speaking stay connected in the church you know don't don't let people disappear you don't disappear you got to fight to stay connected. This is a battle you're in because you know who's wanting to steal the destiny because the destiny for you and for this church is tied into us being connected and pulling on that grace that's already there and calling on that mercy, that mercy that Jesus has. And um, so even if it hurts, you know, if somebody's hurt you, even if you've been disappointed by somebody's actions or behaviors or how somebody treated you at church or they didn't look at you right or whatever. But, but I mean, you, we all know what says love and what doesn't. I mean, we should. Um, it's choosing to say, God, help me stay connected. Help me love this person because I, I don't have it in me right now but I know I can ask, and I know you answer. So it means also at the same time laying down my right to be right. There is never an argument. Um, 
there's never an argument or a disagreement that's more important than the relationship. So even senior pastors and leaders have had disagreements about, you know, whatever, what um, religious stuff, have had <laughs> disagree, but they've decided in their hearts, I'm not going to let that. I'm. Uh, we're going to. Um, we're going to discuss it. And then, but the relationship is always going to be more important than what, who's right or who's wrong. And so I, I just think that's something to really, to really tuck away. It, that's a crucified life again, when you lay down your right to be right. So, that's kingdom culture, yeah. So, um, and it's a fearless love. So fearless love is um, when you just you just make love the most important thing, and you just you just go after it. You know, there's perfect love casts out all fear, and the my understanding about that word perfect is it it also translates complete, and um, complete love is when you receive it, but then you also release it. So there's your perfect love, and it casts out all fear. So there's no, you know, there's no fear of being wrong, no fear of being right. I don't think you can love too much. Um, anyway, so relationships change us in the kingdom culture. And Psalms 32.8, I love this verse. It says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. So what that means is that God can turn us with his eye, with a look. And we all know the mama look. You know, we can be in a gymnasium and mom is over in the bleachers watching us and she can just, you know, give us that look and we're like, okay, I better stop what I'm doing. That's that's how God He He wants us to care that much about His heart that will change what we're doing to align with Him. And so we want to be able to be moved by just His eye. You know, so get your heart in a place where He can move you by just His eye. And, and that's just spending time. That's believing in His love. His that's receiving his grace. So I just ask the Holy Spirit to reveal wrong thinking and agreement, you know, and then to ask for truth. I just say, Holy Spirit, just if there's a wrong thinking going on here or am I in agreement with something that's not you, I just want your truth. So I need you to reveal that because we, we got a bunch of junk in our brains. You know, we've, we've agreed with a lot of stuff that's not true. And we think it's true. You know, because, well, psychology says what you believe you think is true will keep telling you it's true. Well, so that's why you got to ask God to challenge that, you know, and to reveal. And he will do it. He's faithful at that. So I think our number one goal in relationship is building and protecting connection. So it's, it's going out 
and it's asking somebody different to come to dinner. Um, you know, it's maybe going to a different cell group than what you've been going to, or a life group, we call them. Uh, it's just, it's going out, it's stepping out. You gotta build the connection, and then you gotta go protect it and make sure you keep calling, hugging on them. You know, it's kind of like what Vanjie, Vanjie wants to do for Kaylee and a lot and some others. You know, it's just letting them know we still love them. You know, and just hugging on them. So, um, I think one thing that we miss the mark um, is not communicating um, in truth. So it's it's not. Um, it's understanding somebody. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to agree. And um, communication exposes what's in the heart. So uh, my job is not to convince you to agree with me. My job is to understand what you need. So um, avoid the word you should. When you're talking to somebody, well, you should pray more. Or <laughs> it's, we're not here to fix. We're not here to tell somebody what they need to be doing. You know, so the you should should be a warning sign. I know when we, would, uh, we were taught how to be coaches at the bank, and uh, one of the things that they would, when they'd observe us, is if we said you, then they would be like, eh. You know, because that's just, you're trying to fix somebody. There's no buy-in. Um, you're, not, you're not really there to understand. You're there to tell them. And telling doesn't change people. So um, an example I have of this, and Tosh will appreciate this, is um, instead you should communicate what you need and how you feel. So... Um, I said, I feel scared when you drive fast on dirt roads, and I need to feel safe. Now, she understands what that means, because she knows I was in a rollover on a dirt road, and I don't like to go fast on dirt roads. But she doesn't need to convince me that she's a good, good driver. Okay, I know that. That's not going to change how I feel. So communicating so people understand. You know what you need. And you have to say, I don't, you know, I feel X and I need to feel this. And um, we spend a lot of time convincing people to be in agreement with us instead of really listening to understand. And so that is something... I believe all of us need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us with so that we communicate to one another better. I, I think we assume a lot about each other. Uh, we assume, well, this is how Joy wants it. Well, did anybody ask her? You know, and did they, they ask what she needed? Did they try to understand? Or they just assume? So, and that's just an example. Um, so it really is getting down to understanding what people need. And sometimes when you're going to hear them talk, 
you're going to have to kind of sort down. And you might even have to ask them, what do you need? What do you need from me? What do you need from church? What do you need from this family? Um, so I'm not, so there's things said and done here. Are there things that have bothered you? Are you offended? Have you gotten offended? Um, just ask the Holy Spirit to examine your heart. Um, and then ask yourself, is my heart a willing heart that has a big yes towards God? That I, I want to see the best for this body. You know, I want to see the best for myself and for others. Um, and then again, ask who, who's your go-to person here? Who are you going to go to? Because I know there's people here going through stuff, and you're trying to figure it out all on your own. And you haven't, you know, and things have changed in your life, and maybe your go-to person isn't there anymore. Maybe, you know, what, whatever it is, but your support system's changed, and you really, this is what family's about. You know, there's, so there's go-to people. You know, um, be real. Let people know what you need. And then, you know, listen to understand. Um, I want to tell you that our goal as leadership here is that you're free to be you. You're free to be who God called you to be. And our goal isn't that we're going to plug you in somewhere where there's a need. Because that kind of creates a fear, doesn't it? I don't want to do that. Um, but we're going to challenge you. We're going to confront things in you that we know that we see that God has on you that maybe you don't see. So we're going to challenge you to come up higher. You know, and we're going to let you know what we need. We've got to do that. That's just how it works. Um, but we're all about you being free. And it's not freedom for the sake of yourself. You know who the freedom's for? For Jesus to have his way. Our freedom is for, for him to be fully expressed in this kingdom culture and in this, in this world out here that needs to see him. So um, I want to read Ephesians 4, 14 and 17. Um, Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together. And then I think there's a version that says fitly joined together. But joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord. That's kind of strong. That you must no longer live as the Gentiles do 
in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. So don't let your heart get hard. Offenses do that. If you feel yourself starting to separate or pull away, just come back. Because he loves you. We love you. So value the differences in one another. Respect each other and refuse to hear the accusations. I loved that part that Tony said. So the important thing, I think, that we're do where we're going as a church right now is we're discovering our identity, you know, as a kingdom culture. What does that look like? Because it's way different than how anybody else has played church. It's, you know, it's way different than how the world sees us or how the world does business. Um, but identity is knowing who you are in Christ. And pastors touched on this many times, many different ways. But it is um, knowing that it is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Wow, what does that mean? I mean, have you ever thought about that, the hope of glory? You know, and then that the other verse that says it is no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. Hmm. That's our real identity, isn't it? And see, who who is the biggest identity thief right now? And his lies. And boy, and his lies will trip you up. The minute it has anything to do with identity and it doesn't align up with the word of God and what God says about you, you've got to cast that thing down and tell it where to go. So you've got to grab your identity. And then the other thing is covenant. Covenant is what we're working, you know, we're doing here as a kingdom culture. We're choosing to, to communicate to one another, to, to be vulnerable, to be transparent, um, and to stay connected to God's purposes fulfilled in me and in the church. So that's really all I have to say. But I wanted, I want to pray for you guys because I know that prayer works. It isn't my words that change things. It's what the Holy Spirit does now. So I just ask you to bow your heads. And I ask you just to yield your hearts now. Because I want you to know that the Holy Spirit, he saw your heart before he created the foundations of the world. And he saw your yes. And, and he still did everything that he did. He still provided all the grace that you would ever need. Because, you know, the Holy Spirit has that helicopter view. He sees from the beginning to the end. But see, we're underneath the quilt he sees the pattern that was woven, and he sees all the intricacies of that quilt in our lives because he's above. But we're underneath, and we see all those threads, and we think, how in the world is that making a pattern? But you know what? God is so much bigger than we are. So Holy Spirit, right now, I ask that you just hover over each heart. 
Holy Spirit, if there's anything in any of us that's opposing you, opposing your power, opposing coming into community, opposing the kingdom culture here, that you would just reveal it. And Holy Spirit, I thank you for your grace. I thank you, Jesus, for what you did on the cross and for your great mercy for each one of us. And I thank you for your transforming power as you transform our hearts right now, that you establish our hearts in your kingdom right now, that you establish our hearts towards one another, that you help us to forgive those that have offended us or disappointed us right now. And God, show us what it looks like to keep our love on. Show us what it looks like to love one another no matter what, no matter how bad it gets. We can trust you, Jesus, to do that for us. Thank you for your transforming power. In your precious holy name, amen. Thanks. So the Lord is beginning to reveal some strategies for us. And uh, I want to share this with you, but I, in sharing it, I'm, I'm committing to do this. And I'm asking you uh, to join me in doing this as well because we as as a church as a people we are called to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth we are called to take territory that means we bring the kingdom of heaven where it is not <laughs> and then once it's established there territory has been taken so the Lord has placed us here physically, strategically. And so one of the things that I'm committing to you to do is to visit each of the businesses in this building and, and just start to build relationship and ask if I can pray a blessing over their business and then when they say yes, which I imagine every one of them will, I'll ask if there's anything else that I could pray for while, while I pray because we know that God answers prayer and he is active and many times he's just waiting to be invited into a situation. And so I'm going to do that here, but I'm also going to be doing it out there because look, look over there. Um, that's now our territory. Uh, and I want you to join me out there. And I want you to join me in the territory of your own neighborhood uh, in doing exactly the same thing. Uh, ask your neighbors. You know, could you could come with some Christmas cookies or something in the next 
week or so, <laughs> uh, and, and just say, you know, I wanted to bless you, and I, you know, while I'm here, I wondered if I could just uh, pray a blessing over your home and your family. And and who knows where that will go? You know, that may be all that happens that day, but we we may actually end up bringing someone into the kingdom right right then and there. As I, I talked to a guy when we were in California who, who has been doing this uh, with some regularity, and, and he said, man, you, you just can't believe how white the harvest fields are. Uh, I have led so many people to the Lord in, in the last few months just, just doing this. And so will, will you join me? Will will we take the kingdom out of this place? Because I, I look forward to the time, hopefully not too far off, when half of our gathering here is us giving testimonies of, of what God's done out there in in seeing the kingdom come. Because we, we have God within us. We're, we're a new creation. And there's a whole world that needs to encounter that God that is within us. So I want to pray for us too. Father, you are the Lord of the harvest. And you told us to ask you to send forth workers into the harvest fields. And we, we, we declare over the harvest fields of Cheyenne that they are white for harvest. We declare that over this building. We declare it over this neighborhood of Buffalo Ridge over here, that the fields are white for harvest. And I, I pray, Father, that you would give us uh, an offensive mentality for the sake of your kingdom, that, that we are going forward, that we're willing to be used to take ground away from the enemy's kingdom and for your kingdom. So, Lord, as, as we go out and we do and we obey, I pray that your grace would be upon us and that you would encounter people that we pray for and that we could lead people into your kingdom and change circumstances by inviting you in. And we thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. So where, where do you want to do prayer now? <laughs> that's, that's a good place. The, the prayer room right over here, if you need prayer, uh, We'll have some people in the room over there and pray for you. Uh, have a blessed Christmas this week. Thank you, Kim.
<laughs> Seem like I oh there's a there's a card back there uh, that I want to send to Sunnyside just to thank them and bless them and I'm gonna right now I'm gonna go to my office and grab another card for Tony and Gwinnett. <laughs> And I'd love as many people as possible to sign those, and uh, then we'll send them. Uh, amen. 